Clippers are 26 and 27. This time last year, the Clippers had won 35. This year, 26. Reeves! Climbs it and flies! Opening up. No Clipper defense in transition here. For a shake, I'm throwing these Emirates in the sky. Spinning this Asalama, make them piece the M-O-N-E-Y. I love my beaches, South Beaches, surf, board and high tide. I can just roll up, cause I'm swole up. So that birthday cake get the Cobra. Bugatti for real, I'm Cobra. The autobiography rover. Spinning, Corks going inside, Jackson out to Kennard. Moving it to Morris, three, a reach of there. Come on, he got it! What a clutch three by Morris! Oh, and I know what you came here to do. Nope, nope, let me see you get loose. It's going down for it. Westbrook. Watch the offensive rebounding here. In for Davis! And they already know me. It's, it's, love. it's going down further than famous girls. Get rid of it in Katrina. Yeah, my girl, you never seen it. Cause my tense by Lemosay. Clippers down by one. Jackson, spin up and down. What a great corkscrew move. Clippers by one. No timeouts. Here's Davis. The other way into traffic. But if it goes, it's over. What's up, what's up, what's up, my L.A. fam? This your boy, L.A. Ray Harris, host of L.A. Courtside Podcast, brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network and sponsored by DraftKings.com. And as you can tell by my voice, I am under... The doggone weather. I tell you what, man, you know, before I get into the big Laker and Clipper game that was held last night, a wonderful, wonderful game. Uh, if you don't believe in global warming, I tell you what, man, this, you know, again, I don't get into political stuff too much on this show, but my goodness, it's global warming stuff is for real. I travel all across the country. You know, you got you got Houston right now that's, you know, suffering with ice and you know, a little bit of snow in Dallas, definitely with ice, you know, snow. Uh, you got this this uh, bomb cyclone that 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 went through the East Coast, dumping 12, 16, 18, 24 inches of snow in that eastern corridor. You know, New York, Boston, Providence, uh, my hometown of Detroit got about eight, 10 inches of snow. This stuff is for real, folks global warming live with it you know parts of the country that's not used to snow and ice it's getting a lot of it and i tell you what you know down in dallas you know if you haven't if you haven't driven in snow before and you live down in dallas you know hopefully you don't drive next to a person like that because they're going to be spinning all over the all over the place so i got caught up in all of that stuff and again as you can hear by my voice uh, I am a little bit under the weather, so this is going to be an abbreviated version of L.A. Courtside Podcast, but that's okay. I just wanted to get on here today to talk a little bit about that game last night, and it was a riveting, a riveting basketball game. Very, very fun to watch. The L.A. Clippers won that game 111-110, to 110, beating the Lakers by a point. And again, just to, just to uh, give my little opinion on this game, it, it was it – was, I thought the Lakers were left for dead. 
I really, really did. They were down by as much as 17 points. And the Clippers were really, really getting with the Lakers, especially after uh, the, the three-point assassin for the L.A. Lakers. Carmelo Anthony went out with that leg injury, a, uh, a, a hamstring injury, and it looks like the air was let out of the balloon after that happened. But credit to the Lakers. They came back and made it a game. And actually, the Clippers were not going to use the word choking. These are professional players. Um, down the stretch, they didn't look the same. You know, for a while there in the fourth quarter, I didn't think they were going to score any points. They ended up being outscored 28-17 to 17 in the fourth quarter. I'm talking about the Clippers. But they were still able to prevail 111-110 with some clutch play down the stretch from Marcus Morris Sr., and 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 then one Reggie Jackson, Mr. June, who who lived up to that Mr. June reputation down the stretch. I'll talk about that one play uh, in a moment here. But overall, good win by the by the L.A. Clippers. You know they had they had really really good performances. Uh, the aforementioned Marcus Morris Senior, thirty six minutes, eleven out of sixteen from the field, six or seven from beyond the arc. I mean, this dude was on fire from the opening tap. They had no, absolutely no answer for him. Seven rebounds, three assists, no turnovers, 29 big points. When he's down there in that paint posting up, and it, there was times where Anthony Davis was on him, by the way, and he just turned and shooting Anthony Davis's face like it's nobody's business. And anybody smaller than Marcus Moore Sr., he's going to post them down low as well. And we know he can shoot the ball from the outside, Hence the six of seven from beyond the arc. I mean, he was carrying this team at many points in this game. Again, scoring 29 points. Uh, the aforementioned Reggie Jackson, 33 minutes, 10 out of 20. Seems like Reggie always starts off slow. But then in the end, you know, the kid catches fire, man. Three out of seven from beyond the arc. Eight rebounds, six assists. Played a hell of a floor game. Scored 25 points. And that shot uh, at the end of the game. Uh, to, to put the Clippers up, I mean, that's that's Reggie Jackson at his best. Did you see him hopping and skipping down the court? You know, if you look at that replay, and when he was on his way down the court, he was hopping and skipping and looking at Austin Reeves like, oh, yeah, I'm about to take him. You know, they did, they did the switch. And Russell Westbrook, and, you know, we always, you know, Laker fans, we kind of dog Westbrook a little bit. I be dogging him sometimes, too. I mean, the dude makes 44 million bucks. And he hasn't played up to par as far as my opinion. But I tell you what, man, if you're going to double, just like Charles Barkley said at the end of that game, you know, he and Shaq and Kenny Smith and, uh, you know, they were chopping it up. And he said, man, if you're going to double, double. He took a bad angle. It looks like he was trying to go for the steal when Reggie Jackson did his little pirouette, a spin move. And he just took a bad angle. And, and once he did that, I mean, Austin Reeves was at the mercy of, of Reggie Jackson. Shaq's contention was, was uh, Reeves need to be a little bit more aggressive, need to show a little bit more resistance, you know, to Reggie Jackson. But Reeves, you know, he's a, you know, he's not a, a, a big player or anything like that. Not as strong as Reggie Jackson. You know, he's going to fill out during his career, of course. But he was at the mercy of Reggie Jackson. And once uh, Westbrook put himself out of position, it was all over but the song, baby. All over but the song. But even after that, Anthony Davis had a chance to win it. As you heard from the, the uh, clips that I just played, Anthony Davis had a chance to win the game, and it just bounced in and out, and the Lakers were 
defeated. One of the Clippers players I was really, really impressed with, this was probably his best game of the year, and that was Serge Ibaka. Nine out of 15 from the floor, 34 minutes. That may have been the highest number of minutes he's played all year. Eight rebounds, had a couple of blocks. You know, he did have five personal fouls, but that's okay. That just shows he was being aggressive. He played a wonderful, wonderful game and scored 20 points. So that was the big three for the Clippers. Morris, Ibaka, and Jackson. Reginald Jackson, Mr. June. I mean, that play, that play, I ran that play over and over again just to see uh, or just to look at the Westbrook. And, again, he just took a bad angle on that play. That was, that, that was really, really bad. So I agree with um, Charles Barkley. I ran a poll on Twitter uh, asking who was right in their opinion, Shaq or Barkley. And most people said Barkley was correct and that Westbrook took a bad angle. Speaking of Westbrook, 36 minutes, 7 out of 18 from the field. He also started slowly. Uh, he was only 1 of 3 from beyond the arc. Kind of picked it up in the second half a bit. Six rebounds, four assists. He ended up with 17 points. But, you know, without LeBron James, the, uh, Westbrook is going to have to, you know, show a, give a better showing than that. He really is. Uh, I mean, you know, again, you hate to put money, you know, attach money to these players, but it is what it is, man. It's professional sports. You can pay 44 stacks. You know, your big gun, LeBron James, is not there. Okay, you need to pick up some of that slack. And last night, this was just a pedestrian game, in my opinion, for Westbrook. Just truly a pedestrian game. I mean, Anthony Davis, he's the one that carries the Lakers. As a matter of fact, Anthony Davis, Laker fans, by the way, I'm speaking to you directly now. For those who just wanted to run him out of town, for those who were saying he was soft as Charmin, for those who were saying that he should have his ass in the paint, why does he shoot the ball from the outside, blah, 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 blah. Enough is enough. Anthony Davis is still a top 10 player. If he's 100% healthy, he's a top seven player. This is just L.A. Ray's opinion, baby. You can, you can always differ from it. This dude is a top 10 and arguably a top seven player in this game. He's been averaging close to 30 points a game in his last four or five games or so. 38 minutes played, 12 of 24 from the field, 17 big rebounds, two assists, two steals, two blocks. He's not playing any differently than what he was playing or the way he was playing in the bubble when the Lakers won the championship in Orlando. I don't know, Laker fans, what you want from this guy. Um, I, there are probably 31 other teams. What, how, what is it, 30 teams in the NBA, whatever it is? 30 or so teams in the NBA that would love to have Anthony Davis on their squad. As long as he's healthy, of course. That's the whole key with Anthony Davis. As long as he's healthy, the rest of the NBA teams would want Anthony Davis on their squad. Bar none. Malik Monk was doing Malik Monk things. Hit a big three toward the end of that game. Eight out of 19 from the field. Three of eight. He is becoming a, a, a showstopper for the Lakers. I mean, you know, what a pickup. I tell you what, I believe his contract was only for one year. Uh, Lakers, you're going to have to dish out some money if you want to keep this kid. And, and you're going to have to make some decisions, Mr. Palinka, because Malik Monk is about to get paid. He is about to get paid, baby, and good for him. Good for him. Seven rebounds, seven assists, no turnovers, 21 points, and the big three towards the end of that game. So, you know, instead of Westbrook picking up the slack with the loss of LeBron James, it's actually Malik Monk who is picking up the slack with the loss of LeBron James. And I tell you what, uh, another player, that now Stanley Johnson, there's a lot of Stanley Johnson fans uh, or in Los Angeles, 
I'm still kind of skeptical. I, you know, being from Detroit, I know a lot about the guy because they drafted him in the lottery some years ago. I think it was eight years ago. He may have been like the number seven or number eight pick or something like that. Yes, he plays decent defense, or he he's probably above average defensively. But the dude gives you almost nothing offensively. He doesn't look for a shot all that often. He's, you know, he's 23 minutes, one out of three from the field, two points. You know, somebody said, well, you know, he, he kind of reminds me of Dennis Johnson. Not, I'm sorry, Dennis Rodman. No, no way. There's no way in hell this guy's nowhere near or nowhere near has an effect on the game as Dennis Rodman. No way. But Stanley Johnson, you know, credit to him. The Lakers signed him to three 10-day contracts, and he's parlayed that into a contract for the rest of the season. He's getting big-time minutes. He's starting. He starts just about every single game. So, I mean, kudos to him. But in my opinion, you know, on offense, he gives you absolutely nothing. Absolutely zero, nothing, nada, zilch. I mean, that shot, look at the shots that he takes. I mean, the, the, the form is just, you know, there's no confidence there. It's like this shot ain't going in. Shot's not going in. But, again, kudos to the young fella. You know, he parlayed that again into a, a contract toward the end of the year or for the end of the year, and that's fine. Carmelo Anthony. As I mentioned, went out with the hamstring. He played 11 minutes, 2 or 4 from the field, 7 points. Is age catching up to this guy? Is age catching up to the Lakers in general? You know, that was a fear at the start of the year when they start, when they, you know, acquired all of these guys as, you know, 35 and over. Your Trevor Reza's, your Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony, you know, your Dwight Howard's, you know, DeAndre Jordan's and, you know, LeBron James is really the only one that we wasn't concerned about that's that's in the 35 and over club. So now you got Carmelo Anthony going down. As of this recording, not so sure how long he's going to be out. Trevor Ariza, he came in and played. He played okay, and he was plus 14 while he was on the floor, 17 minutes. But that's something I don't think Ariza can sustain. Uh, he's been in the league for 18 years. You know, it remains to be seen what he's going to give you, but I don't expect too much from Trevor Reza uh, on a consistent basis, I might say. Taylor Horton Tucker had a pretty decent game, 21 minutes, 4-7 from the field. His minutes has been kind of reduced a little bit. They were talking about that on the podcast. You know, a lot of Laker fans would like to trade THT for, you know, players in the league that's a lot better than THT. Not going to happen. THT is going to remain a Laker you know, you're not going to get much for Taylor Horton Tucker in a trade right now because he's not playing as well as he's playing, I would say, last year. I mean, he's he's playing okay, in my opinion. You know, it's nothing special. It's nothing special. So the Lakers have, uh, you know, have a lot of questions. You know, they were only missing two out of their three or one out of their three of the main three, LeBron James. You still got Anthony Davis. You still got Westbrook out there. The Clippers. They're missing their two best players, of course, in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and they still were able to pull this game out, 111 to 110. And it's no doubt about who's the better coach, you know, Ty Lue or Frank Vogel. And I'm not coming at you all uh, as a Clipper fan or a Laker fan. You know, if you've been listening to my show, you know I am as objective as they come. I don't have a pony in this race. You know, I'm not emotionally tied to either one of these teams. That's, that's the best thing about this show, L.A. Courtside Podcast, baby. I come at you with, with an unbiased, unbiased opinion. I'm just going to call them as I see them. And as far as coaching goes, there's no doubt about who's the better coach. 
So what's going to happen between now and the end of the year? The Clippers are an even 27 and 27. They're not world beaters themselves. Hopefully they can get Paul George back. And um, who knows about Kawhi Leonard? You know, some say that he's uh, he's doing very well in his rehab. He's doing box jumps and things like that. But we don't know if he's coming back. Uh, as far as the Lakers go, LeBron James, I'm, I'm expecting for him to come back pretty soon. I mean, hell, it's LeBron James. They're 25 and 28. And right now, if the playoffs are started today, I believe the Lakers will be like ninth seed or close to the 10th seed. And the Clippers not too much better. You know, maybe seventh seed or something like that. Both of these teams are going to have to pick up the pace if they want to get in that top six in the West and not have to play in the ridiculous play-in tournament where they have the seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth seed go against each other in some ridiculous round-robin type of format. Totally ridiculous. Another topic for another show. But again, very, very good game last night between these two teams. It was very, very entertaining. And my hope for the Lakers and Clippers meeting in the Western Conference Finals. I mean, hell, anything can happen. I mean, you know, hell, it snowed in Houston. What the hell? Anything can happen. He had ice in Dallas. Whatever. So, it can, can it still happen? Well, of course it can. Hopefully, these players that's on, you know, the injured list can come back, get healthy. You got the All-Star break coming up. You got the trade deadline coming up on February 10th. That's always going to be very, very interesting for both teams. I am sure that the Lakers are going to make a, a a huge splash in the trade market. Not so sure how it's going to go. As far as the Clippers go, they may make a little subtle move here or there. I don't think it'll be anything major, but they may make a move themselves. And then after that, we'll see how it goes. Again, another whole half of the season to go. And I have confidence in both of these teams that they will play well down the stretch, especially if they get their players back and become whole. So with that, uh, before I do my second segment, which will be really, really brief again, uh, I am uh, under the weather here. I just want to briefly talk about the Los Angeles Rams. But before I do that, here's a word from our sponsor, DraftKings.com. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. If Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, Play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at $1 million top prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app using promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text 
Hope, New York, 467369. All right, all right, all right, my L.A. fam, again, this is your boy, L.A. Ray Harris, L.A. Courtside Podcast, brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network, and as you just heard, sponsored by DraftKings.com. Now, I just wanted to uh, briefly talk about the Super Bowl that's coming up, and the uh, L.A. Rams, who are in the Super Bowl, they'll be playing at SoFi Stadium, their home stadium against the Cincinnati Bengals. As you all know, I'm originally from Detroit. And I'm one of those guys, I will must admit, that pretty much ran Matthew Stafford out of town. Ran him out. Number one overall pick from Georgia about, what, 11, 12 years ago. You know, we used to call him Pat Stafford. In other words, he just padded his stats. You know, yeah, he throws for 5,000 yards, yada, yada, yada. Lions, I believe, only made the playoffs, I want to say, one time in his entire career. And they lost to the Dallas Cowboys. Actually got a bad call on uh, in that particular game. But Stafford really hadn't done much more than that. You know, he had Calvin Johnson, one of the best receivers of all time on the Lions. And they still couldn't go anywhere. But, you know, in retrospect, they really didn't have a great running game. Their offensive line was just okay. And their defense in, in most of those years were horrible. So, you really can't put all the blame on Matt Stafford. But just like, you know, in sports, it's like, what have you done for me lately? So, obviously, the guy needed a fresh start. What happens? He gets traded to the L.A. Rams. The Rams send Jared Goff, who this is another uh, topic for a different day. Jared Goff, to me, is horrible. Horrible. You know, the fans of Detroit would rather have Matt Stafford back for sure. You know, you never know what you're missing until the person's gone. You know, it's almost like, you know, you're having a girlfriend and things may not be going all that well or you're trying to test the waters on the other side of the fence, let's say. You go on the other side of that fence and and the grass is rotten. You know, dandelions growing up out of the grass, if you know what I mean. So it, it's almost like breaking up with that girlfriend and then after you break up with her, you get another girlfriend and you find out this particular girlfriend is nowhere near the girlfriend that you had, if you follow that analogy. So... Matthew Stafford, hey, man, I wish you luck. I believe the Rams are going to win this game. I do like Cincinnati's team. I do like Joe Burrow, uh, you know, the, the young kid, wide receiver they got from uh, LSU. But I just think the Rams have a little bit too much. I mean, you got Aaron Donald. You know, that guy's in the backfield all the time, all the time. Then they had the nerve to go out and get Von Miller, you know, a veteran. And then you got Jalen Ramsey who can pretty much cut off half of the field, half the field. And I believe that's what he's going to do against Cincinnati's receivers. But going again, Matthew Stafford, you know, it's his time. And if he wins this Super Bowl, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. There's no doubt about it. With all the stats that he accumulated in, the, in Detroit, while with the Lions, if he wins this Super Bowl, he will be in the Hall of Fame. So, just wanted to get my little take on that. I, I would say if I was to give a score, it'll probably be – it's going to be a high-scoring game. 
I do believe it's going to be very exciting. Cincinnati is no joke. They're no joke, L.A. Cincinnati is no joke. They're going to score some points, but I believe the Rams are going to prevail something to the tune of 31 to 23. How about that? Eight-point win, 31 to 23, a Rams victory, and Matthew Stafford holding the trophy and winning the MVP of the Super Bowl. So that is my take on the Super Bowl that's coming up. And with that, LA fans, I'm going to wrap it up there. I do apologize for my voice. I am really, really under the weather. But like a trooper, I just wanted to get on here and, and do this particular episode to talk about that riveting game last night between the Clippers and the Lakers. Again, the Clippers prevailing 111 and 110. And on and on the Lakers and the Clippers go. So, wherever you get your podcast from, LA Fam, uh, whether it be Spotify, uh, uh, Google, or wherever, Apple, wherever you get it from, Odyssey, you know, you can find LA Corsat Podcast, wherever you wherever you get your podcast from. And if you don't want to miss any further episodes, you know, just make sure you subscribe, leave a comment, rate, and review. I really, really would appreciate it. So with that, again, until the next episode of L.A. Courtside, peace. My cosmic car. My cosmic car. My cosmic car. Cosmic car. Cosmic car. Cosmic car.